where you're listening to FBI, you're on agenda, and we're joined now by curator Matt Cornell and performance artist Angela Go and extra special surprise guest Cezo Snow. Very excited. Matt's just picked her up from the airport, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so she's joining us in the studio now too. Um, and they're talking about Pax Salon, which is happening, the big bounce. Okay, I've done that in the completely weirdest <laughs> order ever. Pax Salon, the big bounce, happening at 6pm at Pact in Erskineville yes. this evening. So Matt, you're the curator of tonight's event. Can you tell us a little bit about um, the idea behind the big bounce? Uh, the idea is that dancing is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and how can I get the most inspiring people who who are making space for it, either in their bodies or in their practice or in their communities or in the world? Uh, how can I get them together and have an evening where people can come and experience all the different ways that they can access dancing? Okay, and so the kind of that access to dancing is something that you're interested in. Do you feel like it is something that maybe is siloed in terms of like the dance community or performance community, or do you think there's kind of, because it is nonverbal, there is a kind yeah. of good ends for people I that hope, maybe don't have that language? Uh, yeah, I hope that it's less siloed. Mm-hmm. Actually, I hope that um, I mean that's why I says I was on board. I hope that when the beat drops, then it doesn't matter that mm-hmm. there is a movement that you are compelled to do and you do that with other people and then any silos disintegrate. Amazing. Well, Angela, I was going to ask you how your practice fits into the remit of Matt's kind of curatorial project, but it sounds pretty broad and pretty exciting, so hopefully you have a lot of breadth to kind of explore some of the ideas that you've been working on because you've um, performed at PACT in the past. Uh, Yeah, I have. Um, So the performance that I'm going to do as part of this packed Salon, The Big Bounce, um, is a project that's sort of been ongoing since 2014. Um, It's called Predictable Dances, and it's a project for which each performance I hire the services of a professional psychic, and she tells me what will happen, and then I make it happen during the performance. Um, So... It's sort of uh, less to do about any particular belief systems or um, whether you're cynical or not of psychic abilities and more to do with the fact that um, for to open a way to be with dance um, with uh, sort of removed from the desires of a choreographer or a dancer and sort of just to like make destiny or something or it's like one step further than kind of chance operations which is like made famous by Cage and Cunningham and sort of every professional dancer has gone through some process of well maybe some process of (laughs) I don't want to talk too generally um some process of like using chance and this is a project that kind of like goes one step further and turns chance into fate so that um it's like that we don't have to justify what this dance is but it opens a space to just be with it for for a dance to um, fulfill its own destiny and what is that to be with dance in that way rather than to be using it for a particular reason. Right. And in terms of you've been working on this for a few years now, is it still exciting for you? Do you still, are you surprised sometimes by the direction that it takes? Or Yeah, totally. Um, it's really exciting this time around to do it because um, it's been happening around Europe uh, with a project called Gallery International and so um, there's been two other performers performing the work um, in 
uh, where was it? Um, in Brussels and Copenhagen and Paris earlier in the year. Um, so I feel like it's been very present in my life, but it hasn't been me performing it. So now it's really exciting to come back to it and be able to perform um, it myself because it's sort of such a nice project to do. It's it's so like fun to do because there isn't any worry, like nothing can go wrong because it's yeah. been pr- prophesized. Yeah, right. Oh, that's so <laughs> and beautiful. And it doesn't, like I don't have to explain it to anyone. It's just like, just because. Yeah. Um, yeah, seeing every time I see the psychic because that's also such a nice experience. Mm. Um, and she kind of like goes in ebbs and flows of um, different things and different like being creative or not sure. or yeah so it's definitely still exciting every time amazing and this is like a total sidebar but I was listening to um there's a book that's just come out called there are more beautiful things than Beyonce I think that's the title and she talks about writing poetry that have very specific timestamps on them because she's talking about Beyonce a lot of the time and I was thinking it reminded me of some of the things that you've talked about in the past about uh, time and dating in terms of like sneakers and things like that is, some, is that still something that you're thinking about or have you moved past that I was just thinking of that un oh, magazine yeah. thing that I thought was, that was yeah. really interesting um wow I haven't thought about that okay sorry totally <laughs> it's still totally relevant because um like yeah it and I can't even remember what that was about it was like someone made a comment on a work being like yeah but, but you know the sneakers will go out of fashion but dance will never go out of fashion or something like that. Can I just quote you? Because I think it's really beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) The body itself can age but not date and dance can date but not age. Oh, yeah. Right. That is nice. <laughs> so line. beautiful. Oh, profound. Awesome. Very beautiful. <laughs> Aphorism. Um, <laughs> tweet it. <laughs> so, so, so maybe you can talk a little bit about that yeah. as well in terms of like DJing and what that... Yeah. Um, um, and just... Uh, process there and her thoughts behind that I think are really similar to my own like philosophies about like the what dance culture is um and what the role of a DJ in that because I think this using a psychic um in your performance is a really great device where it um sort of stops people from worrying about interpreting what's going on if you already enlist that there is some kind of fate that's about to unfold and in that sense, it like forces people to focus on a more like direct relation with the world rather than interpreting it, which to me is what like dance can do. And in terms of like a dance party, um, I feel like it's no coincidence that a lot of like club culture has been born out of like oppression and revolution. So you know, out of the rubble of Berlin, and now we have it's like you know a major center for clubs and techno music, and then um, dance music coming out of queer culture. Uh, a lot of um, you know um, raves evolving out of Thatcher England I don't think it's any coincidence and what I think happens in a dance party um, is like you have uh, unity so the DJ brings together people with music um, but we're all involved in our own individual activity and I feel like that's like a drive um, for like a search for knowledge that comes from direct reference to just yourself or your body um, rather than from some kind of external authority and I feel like yeah it's like an attempt to free yourself Mm -hmm. yeah and I think because it's it sounds like it's like precognitive or something exactly it's it's really exciting I've never thought about that in that way yeah in terms of the role of the DJ totally congratulations Matt this is like 
incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> um, so it's kicking off at 6pm? At 6pm you rock up and you'll get given some tools mm-hmm. by Vanessa Marion uh, in one of her now famous sessions called Groove Therapy. So you don't learn a routine, but hopefully you learn, if you feel like you don't know how to dance, you just learn one or two little tricks. So cool, that's me. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. So you rock up and you do that for an hour and then there's a free barbecue. Yeah, Amazing. because dancing and then hungry. And then you hang out, you <laughs> chat, and then we rock back in. Then we'll watch uh, Adam Warburton's performance called Our House. And then we'll watch Angela Goh's performance, Predictable Dancers. And then we're going to have a forum so you can hear all of this crazy, intelligent d- thought that's going on behind it. Like uh, Richard Feynman has this really beautiful video on YouTube where he speaks about an artist giving him a hard time not being able to see the true beauty of a flower because he's a scientist and he just dissects it. And he talks about actually when you go deeper into something, there are more layers of beauty to be had. And then you can see things in relationship with other things. Um, And that opens up more questions and more wonder and more awe. And that state of awe, I think, is what I hope that we're all in um, when we get to the dancing part of the evening that Sarah's going to facilitate for us. Amazing. This sounds really, really cool. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but I'm really looking forward to checking it out tonight. Um, I'm going to leave you with another track by Amara Sue. Um, this is called Clonopin. Thank you so much, guys. I'm really excited to check it out tonight. Thank you. Bye. So, yeah, leave and come back. Or stay. Please. It'll be fun to stay. Um, the general Wombat Radio format is what, and then how, and then why. And so we're going to run with this. What is it that you think is going on when you do what you do? Whoa. I know. <laughs> for you, for others, to the world, to yourselves, to all of time to the past, to the future, <laughs> to the beat. Um, I'm a DJ, um, so I DJ parties. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think, like, a lot of club, club culture has come out of um, oppression. I mean, techno was invented in Detroit. It's black music. Um, house comes from Chicago. It's also black music, um, queer culture is embedded in club culture. Um, I don't think it's any surprise that raves came out of Thatcher England. And um, I feel like at a, at a dance party, like people are trying to work out like how to be together in um, a celebratory way uh, whilst like remaining individual. <laughs> And it's sort of like you're trying to almost even like unconsciously approach what's possible for society. <laughs> and it's the DJ's role to, um, yeah, make people dance. And you kind of, you have to have, uh, you have to be like a social analyst. You have to be utilitarian because you want what's best for the group. Um, that's why you don't take requests from random. <laughs> I know what's best. Um, and uh, you have to have emotional knowledge as well, um, you know, because you're taking people on a journey and a narrative. And it's kind of about like connecting, yeah, 
building something new out of the out of the old or you know out of pre-existing elements um, and that kind of like I think mm. yeah it's that it's creative in that way and I'm sorry I didn't mean to like grandstand but just on a so roll anybody else tap in yeah. I mean like street dance is pretty much exactly what you yeah. said it, yeah. it's born often from marginalized and oppressed communities and it is a form of expression that comes from that, those communities so it's really important sorry so I think it's really important when you when you teach a, um, a class especially in a place like Australia where you can get away with teaching whatever you want and calling it hip-hop or street dance and no one's going to question you or in fact it actually does happen. Um, it, it is important that you, you're mindful and you don't appropriate a culture and you actually pass on some sort of knowledge without trying to be preachy. Make it enjoyable. Um, so that's kind of what I, I try and do like in, in my subtle way. If you enjoy what you did, then you're more likely to ask about where that music came from or a bit more about that style or what that groove was or where you can find more of that music, where you can Google this. And um, that's what, I think that's a big part of what I do. I, I just really love the roots of all these dance styles. And I, 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 I love, I guess the why, which we'll get to later. Yeah, oh, look, you can jump if you would like. Yeah, if you're and, how ready that informs your, and how that informs your movement. And I like that when I freestyle and I express myself, my vocabulary, my dance vocabulary comes from those styles of dance, street dance, yeah. I guess maybe picking up where, yeah, Vanessa and Cesar, what they were talking about, I guess. For myself, I feel that I guess there's two parts of it for myself like what I do is going out dancing socially club culture and then I guess there's a choreographic practice as well and so I guess one like going out and yeah socializing dancing is having a conversation um, and I feel that um, yeah I really you know understand that like street dance culture has come from that that space I guess where at times has been marginalized communities but I also feel it's a way to engage with each other and and that perhaps now, like, yeah, it's just a way to connect. Um, and, and I feel that a lot of street dance as well has been formed not so much by going to the studio and, and taking a class and then, you know, going back and then practicing it in a club. It's something that kind of happens naturally, yeah. you know? And, and it's, it's not only a dialogue between each other as well, it's a dialogue between the DJ as well and, and, and I feel the dancer and like having this, um, this, this discourse almost where the, the DJ kind of sets the mood and then you kind of feel, yeah, like I want to I want to start the conversation, you know, and then I think a, a good DJ, at least in my opinion, like reads the crowd and like goes, oh, you know, this is what they're saying to me, you know, I'm going to respond this way, you know, and so there's this back and forth between between the DJ and the dancer and then between other dancers, you know, and then there's these really surprising moments that happen in between, you know, um, just like when you're having a conversation with friends and you know someone will you know say something unexpected and it's and it's great and and I think there's this whole thing about what is a dancer in that as well because I feel with club culture or social dances it's it's almost like a folk dance in a sense like it's just about community you know you don't like every I feel that everyone is a dancer if you've got a body you're a dancer you know like there's there's, not, there's no there's no hierarchy you know like you get in there you lose your shit and you're like <laughs> you know and you're like that's it that's you know that's a dancer and it's and I guess the second part of it is yeah like choreographically it's been really 
nice to see you know, um, contemporary artists, you know, like um, Angela Go and you know Nick Power, um, who's here tonight, and you know other contemporary artists, Rhiannon Newton and you know Patricia, like the shout the, out to yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like the peers and the community, Matt, you know, like other people who are who are yeah taking things and mm. and it's made me as a street dancer look and go, oh wow, like they're they're saying something different, and I have questions myself that come up, and I'm like, oh wow, I'm allowed to express these and ask these questions through dance, you know, mm. so it's. And I guess I'm at a stage now where I'm like starting to go, I want to say something and like, how am I going to say it? And like looking towards my peers and other. Yeah. It's nice to be there when you're asking yourself these questions because it, it doesn't feel pointed. It just feels like, oh, this dude's trying to work this out. I wonder if I know anything. And then I realize I don't. I just have to <laughs> stay with you on it. Yeah. And it sounds like, um, I don't know, everyone's been talking about flattening the hierarchy. And it sounds like that's a pretty strong thread through like fulfilling the prophecy as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was that clunky? I thought it was quite good. <laughs> <laughs> I took one and wrapped it up, I handed yeah, it on. It was good, it was okay. good, but I was thinking. Um, yeah, it definitely. Um, yeah, this project is like such a fun one to do because there isn't any responsibility like being in the hierarchy, I suppose. Um, but what's the hierarchy? I don't know. Just <laughs> <laughs> you, you were speaking about like there's this um, battle within industrialized capitalism of the individual versus the collective good, utilitarian versus individual experience. And then Vanessa was talking about paying homage to uh, where things originate, not just appropriating, but making an experience so enjoyable mm. that somebody is inspired and compelled to dig deeper and find out more. And then Adam's talking about uh, coming up through street dance as a way of being with others, not as a way of achieving a technique. Oh. And, and, <laughs> Finds, he uh, finds I've the toolkit of choreography to be oh. really useful for asking questions. Yeah, I've got a segue now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, this project, Predictable Dances, is somehow about, like, what would it feel like or be like to be next to dance as a dance as a thing in itself. Um, so it's sort of just like a framework that has nothing to do really with um, the ideas of a psychic or your belief system in a psychic or not or how cynical or not you are about that, but rather as this kind of playful framework to allow a situation where we can kind of believe that um, we're in it with dance and like we're a friend with dance or something. Mm -hmm. And um, because, and what would it be like to be with dance when it doesn't have to cater to the desires of a choreographer or the desires of a dancer? Um, and what would that feel like and what would that allow for um, the dance or a dance to fulfill itself rather than anything else and what does that mean then because it sort of like circumnavigates uh, critique in a way because like there is no I can't, I can't actually answer a question about like well, why did you choose to do that or what does that mean or please justify that thing um, because there is no reason it's just because it's yeah. meant to be. Um, and so like, let's have a more interesting conversation about what it is to be with dance. Um, and so, which brings me to the next question, which is why? And I already had my, my answer sorted for this question and it was just because, like yeah. there is a <laughs> yeah. 
It's like the it's like to also make a situation where that's a legitimately proper answer to the question. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Can you just give a get out of jail free card to everybody else? <laughs> <laughs> no, because they didn't go see a psychic. <laughs> Unless you did. I don't know. It's, so I'm really excited by dancing as a way to be with a question and not have to dissect it or answer it or conquer it. And I wonder what your questions are for the other people in the panel, that you're just being with, that they're existing with you. Like you've been talking about that there are questions and you have questions. Maybe you could say them out loud in words. Mm. Uh, like what are my questions about dance? Uh, you, I reckon what is like the biggest question and then what is the real like, okay, where are the toilets kind of question? <laughs> Um, I, I think my philosophy of uh, of culture and dancing in that environment being like a form of play and spontaneous creation is really in line with uh, what Ange says um, about it just being because it's sort of beyond language you relate to the world in a more direct intuitive kind of way Um, so it is beyond not beyond critique like, but the tools that you're using to express yourself don't create um, the conditions for critique. Mm, it possibly <laughs> sidesteps this, like, um, um, rationalizing of everything. That's right, yeah, and I think, like, that's, um, that's uh, really good because it's a way of uh, the world being disclosed to you um, that isn't from an external authority and springs uh, purely from yourself. Mm. Yeah. You want to mark And maybe so that's why it's connected to oppression it's it's funny I think heaps of people especially dancers we're so prone to like hyper intellectualizing with dance like your right foot and then your left foot and then this and like they get so into just like how technically perfect it is and they lose sight of why they fell in love with it in the first place and why and it, and it becomes so elitist and exclusive like when you tell someone you're a dancer they go oh i wish i could dance but i can't because i'm like say what like so the reason the reason i train um is because i just want to close that gap between what i imagine myself to look like in my head and what i actually am just when i right that's literally all it is because like right now when i freestyle i'll be like oh blah and then back foot back foot back foot um and i just like so that that's basically that's it for me like self-expression in its rawest form um i feel like i dance the best when i'm not under pressure i dance the best when i'm not performing in usually in a club environment mm. um, with friends just having a good time vibing back and forth not thinking mm. and and when you have that training you just have vocabulary to pull from mm. um, but even then you'll often just use the same four moves in a <laughs> right <laughs> I, I feel a similar way about singing yeah like there is the, the like the deep desire to just punch that high note I feel like that's the same for somebody who has trained and somebody who hasn't trained the the part of the soul that's reaching for that expression is the same but the training lets you get there and share it with others Mm -hmm. and it's maybe it's a tool for that totally and if that's not what you need to do then you don't need to do it you actually could just do it dance now just do it yeah Mm. just do it and it's it's so funny 
I feel like if you get so caught up in being technically perfect, when you're put on the spot, you're actually often quite kind of underwhelming to watch. You're like, that's a dancer. And then you watch that person, like that, that like dad who's just lost himself in the moment, like ripped his shirt off. And that's the reaction you get. And everyone like actually feels something. And that's what I feel. You should feel some, something when you watch someone dance. And I, irrespective of what it is that they've done, if you feel something, then they've done their job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we we kind of jumped over the how. <laughs> we went from what to why. So <laughs> let's say, let's be more specific. Um, how are you making space to spend time with dancing? Because the world is not asking us for it. Dance classes? Like. <laughs> the world is asking Vanessa to dance. Okay, this is true. Good comeback. Um, in the process of fulfilling the prophecy, yeah. it's, it, it often includes others serendipitously um, because like before Matt and Josh, who was doing the barbecue, we're having a joke of, and they came up to me and, and Josh was like, oh, look, actually, I'm going to fulfill the prophecy tonight instead of you. And I was, he was like, is that part of it? And I was like, no, but I almost forgot that I meant to have a plant that needs to, like, walk around the space at some moment. So do you want to do that? And then also I needed to have, like, rocks, but not messy ones. And my friend gave me a gift of these, these beautiful rocks that are, like, actually an artwork in themselves. And they, like, clip together. And so then I was like, oh yeah, these things. And so somehow it, this project like opens up avenues for other people to like be part of fulfilling this dance and being near this dance. Um, Do you think there's something that we can all take for that in a short amount of time when we are all dancing? It's that it needs like dance needs our bodies so that it can happen or something and how to get over ourselves. Um, Not specifically, it could be anyone. I'm thinking about that. So I'm offering it up that perhaps some smarter minds than me have also thought about that like people are sitting here listening to us, somehow we've set up this like expertise situation and then the challenge will be to smash it apart again. <laughs> Maybe in like just response to that, but also the other two questions. <laughs> I was yeah. just thinking about the how and the why and what you're talking about. Like one of the questions I have, I guess, is like how, I guess, how we can f- how we can connect with ourselves more through dance. So I'm not only interested, I guess, in street dance, street dance, but also somatic practices as well. And I guess the healing nature of dance, you know. And that's why it's, uh, you know, I'm really interested in like uh, the way Vanessa. Um, yeah, take runs her class and I think it's great that it's like it's almost like a, like a club environment you know like there's no mirrors and it's you know quite a quite immersive in, in that instance but um yeah I'm also just you know like yeah coming always like back to I feel I don't know like how yeah how do we connect with ourselves more and more through dance sometimes I find myself disconnecting when I'm dancing you know like if I'm just spending all the time you know all my all my energy doing that training there's been times when I've trained so hard you know I'm just like oh just got to get that and lately what I've been doing is how I've been spending more time with dance is actually 
taking time out of dance. Like it sounds really weird, but by me not dancing, doing things like trying to connect with myself through maybe meditation or things like this, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, oh, okay, if I feel more centered and then I can go to dance from a different place, then maybe I'm going to be more connected with myself and, and my movement, mm-hmm. you know, and, and as well, like what I feel is really important with, with dancing as well and, and getting this, this feeling that I feel you like my connection with people and this feeling is creating a safe atmosphere and I feel just like before like when there was a little bit of a, a dance that you know there's, there's some people who feel more comfortable moving their bodies and some people don't and I think it's really important for each of us to kind of create a safe environment for each other you know within that space um, to allow ourselves to be you know to be vulnerable you know to not try and be the best dancer and you know like it's you know just to yeah just these soft little conversations that can open up it's not only just me with you like you with someone else you know Mm. these little things like even the slightest movement like going to a club and looking at those little things is like just really beautiful you know yeah Yeah. and it reminds me of what you were talking about Sarah about the age of ideas and moving into the age of intuition yeah um, I find it interesting that you get closer to dance through meditation um, uh, because I guess like (laughs) I feel like uh I don't know if this is related just exactly. Just drop it. Just drop the truth on us. <laughs> um, so I guess if you divide our history up, like we had an age of superstition, an age of religion, age of reason, and at the moment I feel like we're in an age of ideas. Um, you can tell by uh, how, I don't know, I guess we're consuming a lot of ideas all the time. The popularity of TED Talks is entertainment. Um, people avidly consume uh, podcasts. Um, and I don't know if they really improve your life it's like another form of entertainment like watching a movie Um, and uh, probably one of the biggest indications that it's going to end is that it's peaking and the rise of the phenomenon of mindfulness which like explicitly uh, asks you uh, to observe your ideas because uh, they're an abstraction and as soon as you have an idea, you're no longer in the world, um, and they're not real. I think a lot of people forget ideas aren't, aren't real. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, there are abstractions from reality, like there's no perfect circles in nature. And uh, um, when you move away... We're moving into... It's just a way for you to become more present, and I don't think it's just like an antidote to mm. digital distraction. So another way of saying that uh, we've become lost in our own minds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's seductive, um, no? Sure, yeah. And, um, you know, because we've had, like, yeah, the last, since the Enlightenment, um, there's been a privileging of um, these cognitive modes of being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's probably, like, an age of intuition which all of you um, could could help society with. <laughs> <laughs> and what, is it, what does it look like? What has the age of intuition got to offer us? Um... I think like, I don't know, <laughs> this is related, um, I, but I, I just feel like um, it's not going backwards. Uh, when I present this idea to people, they're afraid, they're like, oh, don't you think, um, you know, maybe we could go to Mars one day and that would be really great and that's an achievement of science. Um, I don't know, I just find it interesting that we had a march for science recently, um, which indicates that it's under threat. Uh, and maybe its dominance uh, as a, you know, it, it might actually be seen one day as an ideology. Mm. Um, and dancing. A uh, method so, of huh? absolute truth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Is, um, are we in danger of mm, mm, making dancing an ideology? Uh, or a dogma? I think it's... I'm um, pushing for it. It's not about, like, yeah. That's a, I think I might have been a bit too derogatory. Like, I just think it's a good rebalancing mm. of all of our human faculties. And so we can mobilise more of ourselves. You think that's good? Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything I haven't asked any of you that you really want to say to 70 very activated people? You very broadly asked everything, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I tried to ask everything. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> dancing has this, I would say, like a poetic, instantaneous, cellular and celestial actioning. Yeah. And so I'm trying to ask the thing by asking everything so it can be the thing. Because later when we dance, I think we're, we're not just dancing these cells. Like we're dancing each other's cells. We're moving molecules and stuff. And we'll feel different. And then next time someone cuts us off in traffic, we won't feel the way we would have felt. Like there's a recalibration going on when we get our bodies given back to us finally from these things that you've all been talking about, like hierarchy and authority and ideology. Can I ask a question to the group that we were talking about? To this group? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to get to ask a question, but actually, that's <laughs> a question to me. I guess I wanted to ask a question to everyone, but also, um, also the men in the audience as well, and I just wanted to ask, I guess, if people feel safe when they're dancing or moving, and yeah, if you feel as a male, for the males in the audience, that you feel that there's yeah, that you feel perhaps more more fearful to dance and just, um, yeah, how you feel about movement and dance in general. Yeah. So this is a question for men, correct? No, it can be... for everyone about if you feel safe enough to dance. Yeah, yeah. And maybe when that is, or when you don't feel safe, yeah. and what do you do about it if you yeah. don't feel safe enough to dance? I feel like I'm in a weird situation here because I'm uh, the least dancey person I feel in the room, and it's not me. It come, do a lot of people feel that they are the least dancey person in the room? Okay, there's a few other. People. I mean, it's contested. We'll have to have a dance battle. Who's the least dancey person? It's, it's made weirder by the fact that I'm with a dancer, and so it's a it's a really strange one for me. And I think that you're kind of right that. It's not that I don't feel safe dancing as a man. I don't think that, that I don't feel safe because I'm a man or anything mm. like that. Um, but I just feel like I've always been the kind of person who doesn't really feel comfortable dancing. And I'm, uh, I'm able to rollerblade miraculously. I'm a fantastic rollerblader. And so it's a really strange, really strange thing to be so good at rollerblading and ice skating and those kinds of things. Ice skating? Yeah, like partner ice skating? <laughs> no, 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 not figure skating only, but just like, I feel comfortable being unstable on my feet. And yet, for some reason, I feel really uncomfortable and out of place moving in that kind of creative way. And I guess it's, I don't know what to do next. I'm kind of clinical. I like to know what I'm doing. And so... So do you think technique then is maybe your... Like you've got, you've got the competency. You've got the like Matt was saying before, like the wanting to reach for like I would love to be able <laughs> reach to reach behind. Well. Like maybe that is just your barrier. Maybe the technique yeah. part is your. I just need to learn to do the worm. But but then it's like Cezo's laying it out to us that 
we're like educated to say that this needs to know before this can go. Mm. Yeah, it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm very, like me as a person, I'm very clinical anyway, like I like to understand how things work and so I think maybe there's a disconnect mentally between um, how I think about dancing and how I actually dance. Mm. If I'm drunk off my head, it's a bit of a different story, but and, unless I've had that kind of social lubrication, I don't feel... That's kind of the normal narrative. The well. um, Joshua Thompson, who cooked you barbecue tonight, uh, him and I did a project, it's ongoing, it's called The Blokes Project, and we spent time with these blokes we grew up around. Uh, what I remembered is that the way that I learnt skills from them was to watch them do it, and then I did it. And I feel like that's exactly what I do in Vanessa's class, um, except I fool myself into thinking I look like her, and it's even better. Um, so there's, there's this weird thing going on where in some circumstances it's enough to watch and then do, and then in some circumstances, we feel like it's not enough. Um, so I'm trying to liken replacing a distributor with learning a groove because they're both movement actions that we can just watch and then learn how to do. I'm trying to, I'm trying to flatten. <laughs> uh, do any of you have questions for us? What's more specific than I was, perhaps? Yeah. I would like to ask you the white shirt, please. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I forgot the name. It's just terrible. That's okay. Adam. Elisabetta? Adam. Adam. Thank you so much. Um, if you can please be so kind to um, explain three of the terms that you have utilized when you were explaining <coughs> your approach to movements in general, which are connection, disconnection, and the sense of abandonment of technique, if I understood properly. <coughs> Connection with what? The disconnection of what? And your idea of technique or lack of technique in what you do, please. Mm. Yeah, thanks for the question. Um, I guess as well, just to clarify, like when I, when I said disconnection, I, I, I hadn't thought about it in terms of disconnecting from my technique, but it was more about, I guess, disconnecting from myself. If I forget, like what I was talking about earlier was I don't know, I feel that if for connection, I guess, is when I'm trying to connect with myself if I'm dancing and I feel, yeah, I'm in my body, I'm present, you know, I'm in this space, I'm connecting with people in the room. That's the, that's the connection, I guess, primarily, you know. Um, and I feel that's why as well, like, I've cho chosen these dancers, Sean and Paulina, I feel, a, uh, you know, I feel like with, with some dancers, um, or some people, I guess, in general, some people can be quite closed and they have a lot of fear and so, in order to compensate for that, they make up this big ego, you know, and it's and it's really noticeable. And I feel scared around people like that. I'm like, shit, I don't want to dance around them, you know. So I really in like have a lot of respect for my um, dancers as well because I feel they have a different energy, you know. They're very like like quite. I feel open, you know, and um, like allow a space and room for other people as well to kind of go in. So I guess that's that's the connection I guess that I'm talking about and how. I feel that that's what we tried to do as well, try to create connection between ourselves and the audience so you could feel comfortable enough to try and <laughs> join in with us as well. And that's why as well I call the piece Our House. I, don't, I feel House is quite different from a lot of other street, style, street dance styles and that it's quite... Um, the person who taught me, um, his name is 
Angela from El- this another house dancer from Melbourne, and she was saying, <laughs> and and she was saying how like house is quite one of like more of an open style that there's a lot of people who can be doing different things, but it's still in house. Whereas some other styles like I don't know, for instance, like breaking or popping, you have to do this like quite certain technique, you know, in order to for it to be this style. So I feel. Yeah, that's also like part of this this connection as well, I guess. You know, the, the the whole the dance itself, the way we connect with each other, with ourselves. And I feel what I I guess I didn't really delve into it, but the disconnection that I experience sometimes is just when I'm um, maybe having a stressful week, you know, and I might go and dance. And sometimes that's good, but sometimes. I'm, I'm in there and I'm still not as present anyway, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm so busy in my head, I'm going to go dance, I'm oh, still busy in my head, you know, and, and I'm no, you know, I don't feel connected, I might go for a walk and I feel better, <laughs> you know, so um, that's the disconnection, and the your idea of technique and your idea of uh, abandonment or lack of technique, so in terms of technique, I feel again, like, there's there's a, a movie that I still have yet to watch, or a documentary, that Shawnee's got a t-shirt with the name of this video on his, on his t-shirt, and it says, check your body at the door. And it's again, like about, um, I feel what I've been told about it, is that there's a lot of um, these different dancers who, who come together for house, you know, like um, people who whack or vogue, or like there's, there's all these yeah, different dancers and they're all part of this culture and they're all kind of sharing. And so I feel that, but there, when house, so house as a music style came from Chicago, but what I've heard from with dance and like what I've been taught by the people, the OGs of this dance was that um, it came from New York and that there were a lot of diff- different dance styles. So there was like maybe ballet and then there was tap and hip hop and African and this all came and there was a, tech, a vocabulary that started to emerge when people started doing these same steps by certain, certain dancers, you know, who were like well known in these clubs that they used to frequent. And so there's a technique that started to form. So there was, yeah. What do you mean? So well, there's. I mean, there was a guy called Khalif, um, and he did. You might have seen us do this. Yeah. So this is a step. There was this really tall guy, and his name's Khalif. And this was like he used to do this. And there's different variations. And so this is part of the technique. So. And there's the soul of the dance, like this is, as Vanessa was talking about, the jack, which is like the, the groove of the dance. So there's this technique, but I feel, while that's important, I feel what's more important is, yeah, the connection and the sharing, and that, you know, like if you have that, then you'll be, you'll feel more free to, to be in, in rhythm with the music and to let whatever is inside come out and I feel that's more important than whatever technique, yeah. Would you say that there is a technical approach uh, in what you perform? Definitely, yeah. So we, I mean, me and Shawnee like took classes together from a, a person called Rod in Sydney who teaches house as well, you know, and, and I teach a class in house and Paulina took my class, so yeah, there is a technique, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you want to say that these two things, uh, the kind of personal interest you have, and the technique must work somehow together. Yeah. Something yeah. Sorry. Yeah. More prominent than the other. Yeah. The thing with house, and it's actually one of my favorite, favorite styles in the whole wide world, <laughs> is um, is that this basic groove 
of of the jack jacking right either backwards or forwards mm. is like kind of the flavor or soul that you can you can do your shuffle you can do your loose legs and all of that other stuff which are like fundamentals and they part of beret all that stuff and you should know them and it's great to know them but then beyond that you can do anything you want like anything you want and just put the jack over it and you are legit housing right like you can just go so crazy with footwork and draw from afro tap jazz like and you just you do it and you're sliding and you just got that same groove through it and it's that's how people are pushing the boundaries with house like i was just i recently came back from new york and that's just they're like yep yep go on learn all your basic moves and everything but take this flavor and this jack make it your own again and then put it over whatever you want and that's house whereas uh, other styles like dance hall are so much more political and rigid. If you play a dance hall track, you have to know whether it's middle school, old school, new school, female, male, and you have to know which steps go to it. You have to know which crew created it, and you have to know, um, yeah, just the nuances of it, and if you're gonna do a variation of it, like, oh, it's just so political. And I find that when I freestyle, I'll never enter a battle with dance hall, for example, because I'm like, I can never just dance from here because you're like, oh, it's a mid-school step, it's female, okay, Latonya Styles, like, do this. And people are judging you for that. Whereas with house, you're like, I feel this. So I'm just <laughs> going to do this and let's just see what happens. And yeah. I, that, that kind of is that sort of intersection for me between technique and abandonment of technique. So you can take that sort of basic essence of it and, yes, learn your foundations and then break the rules. That's, that's, that is important, of course. But... That's why house is pretty much one of my favorite styles because you don't feel judged for it, yeah. I think. And house is, is uh, very much a, a club and party style of dance. So it was born in the clubs. Mm. So it just can't be as rigid as, like even hip hop, which is like, a, a, and breaking and stuff, it's made more in a battle context these days, especially. So um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like house has more freedom to it compared to a lot of the other street styles. And yeah, what you say, just like, yeah. Definitely approach us and ask us questions because obviously the knowledge that you see in the bodies that performed for you tonight, there's a lot of discourse behind it that could be other avenues and other windows to understanding something. Um, I also wanted to point out that we've got artworks in the space if you haven't had a chance to check it out. Uh, Lizzie Thompson has a film in the room behind you. Um, Jake Kuzma has a film in a stairwell behind you. Salazar Foss has a... I would call that a collage up on the light box that like, draws you over to that space. And Emma Fishwick has a series of images up here that she drew. And these are all people that I wanted to include as other gateways with the discourse, with the dance party, with the dance workshop with the barbecue, with the chats, with the shows, that there are a million different ways into this moment where there is this thing in here that needs to resonate all of these things and it can resonate with all of these things. That's the technical term. Finally, I would like to thank you for bringing your bodies for not checking your bodies at the door. Because I think it is safer to not show your cards. Um, but it's also like you can't play with anybody. You're always playing against other people if you do that. And so it's real nice that we're here. I've been told that this won't work. This like 
dancing and then talking and then trying to dance again. And I'd like you to help me prove that person wrong. <laughs> um, because then I can send them the video. Oh, yeah, Johnny, yeah. I just want to correct one comment on the oh, tech yeah, yeah, yeah. the door. The meaning of this phrase ah. is means that, means that as from the original of house, the club, when people go into the club, yeah. they check their mind and body like they check their coats. Ah, nice, nice. So they leave whatever baggage they have yeah. in their mind, in their daily life behind, and they come into the club and that's Wonderful. So that's do you think we can all do that? Yeah. yeah. Woo, we're done. Thank you very much. <laughs>